This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. This is Undaunted Life, a man's podcast. I'm your host, Kyle Thompson. Let's get into it. All right, guys, we're going to continue the Botching Afghanistan series with one of our favorite guests that we've ever had on the show, and that's Taya Kyle. She is the gold star widow of Navy SEAL legend Chris Kyle, who obviously served very famously over in Afghanistan. She was on episodes 183 and 185 of this podcast. And as per usual, guys, one of the reasons why we love Taya Kyle so much is because she does not hold back. Okay, so we have a lot of people that try to be diplomatic and oh, let's think about both sides and let's think about this and let's think about that. Uh -uh. You are never wondering what Taya Kyle is thinking. That's why we love having her on this show. So without further ado, let's get into it. Taya Kyle, thank you so much for coming back on our show. Again, as we've done with all the other guests on this botching Afghanistan series so far, we're just going to kind of step away from the mic for a little bit and let you give your overall thoughts and take it wherever you want, because obviously you are a gold star widow of a veteran of the Afghanistan conflict and fighting those evil forces that were over there. So you have a very unique perspective and we'll certainly get into all that, but just go ahead and start off with your overall thoughts as to what's going on currently and what has been going on in Afghanistan. Yeah, I mean, it, there's just there's so much of this. I've talked to a lot of veterans and um, technically on the books, Chris was just in Iraq, but um, you're right. He was in Afghanistan. And, you know, I I feel so much for the veterans right now who are really struggling and they're struggling because they wonder, was it all for nothing? The loss of life? Did it did it count for nothing? And I would say to them the same with the widows who lost their loved ones over there. Of course, it, not of course, I should say it did matter. It did matter. Their service mattered. It gave these people years of a more peaceful existence than they would have had otherwise, right? And so I heard that 70% of the Afghani population is 30 years of age or younger. That means for the last 20 years, from the time they were 10, they got a chance at a better life. They got a chance where they weren't under Taliban rule. Yes, there are terrorism. Uh, there is... There are terrorists and there was terrorism, but it not at the level that it's going to be now. And so it mattered. It, every little bit of hope we, we can put out into the world matters. The situation we're in now is, I mean, it's catastrophic. It's devastating. And there's, there's no excuse for it. Um, the people that I think are going to be really suffering are the people that had to fly the planes out of there with civilians hanging on the fuselage and begging to to go with them and they had to fly out anyway uh, people who had phenomenal relationships with interpreters and um, allies over there they're brokenhearted too i've heard from some of them where one of them um they had a great relationship with an interpreter over there uh, but actually it was a um an army uh enlisted over there, uh, high ranking enlisted, and they had a great relationship over the years. And, you know, his daughter had just been shot and um, killed by the Taliban when all of this went down. And here he was trying to do the right thing for so long. So that's a lot in, in the first couple of minutes, but I just think there's a, an array of 
feelings and experiences. Well, let's get more into the relationship side, because one thing I've asked of a lot of people and thought about myself is we, we took a lot of time and put a lot of effort into, and, and frankly, resources and money into building these relationships and building up relationships with interpreters and with informants and with people on the ground that were going to be there for us and back us up. And then we leave in such a hasty fashion. And we basically, we're basically, you know, I say we, the Biden administration is pointing the fingers at the Afghan people alone and basically saying, yeah, yeah, we did what we had to do, but it's their fault. What type of damage from your perspective do you think that's going to do to our overall relationships in the future? Because it seems like it's inevitable that we're going to not just have to go back with a few thousand troops, but have to go back for real at some point, whether that's, you know, within the next few months or within the next few years. How do you think how we left is going to affect our capabilities once we do get back there on the ground? Yeah, I mean, you know, that's a it's a great point. And I think that how we left puts the Taliban in total control. It puts India at risk. Uh, China and Russia have pretty much a clear path to India right now. And that's super dangerous. They're a big player in the world stage and they're at risk. So with that and with, so the, the destruction of a good part of India, I would say is probably going to go along with that. I don't know. Of course, I hope to God that's not true. But if that's the case, the Taliban being empowered the way they're empowered, the forces are going to just ignite, right? China is going to, I think, definitely go in to do some Taliban support, which means they're going to be so much more powerful the next time that we have to go in. And I say the next time we have to go in because this has always been, and by this I mean terrorism, it's always been a cancer that we can't totally eradicate. Because if we did, we would be taking out so many civilians, right? We can't just go in and, and be inhumane and, and clear the area because there are so many good people there. So we have to go in and do our best to cut back on collateral damage and focus on the terrorists. Having said that, it's like a cancer that we just keep cutting back, not because we'll ever get rid of it, but because without that, it grows, right? I wanted to look up something. I had a, a friend of mine who served in a lot of different ways um, a couple different special forces and he's just a phenomenal human being, big brain guy. And, you know, he said, he said this, he said, you know what likely contributed heavily to breaking the Afghan military's will to hold on and fight. Remember our middle of the night, complete pullout and abandonment of Bagram airfield last month, Bagram, sorry, when the base commander didn't even notify his Afghan counterpart and we just abandoned the airfield under cover of darkness and left it to looters. That said all that was needed to for our Afghan counterparts about our level of trust in them and how the rest of the planned withdrawal would go. We began our exit by insulting and demoralizing them and abandoning our only regional airfield and hence taking away their only air support and protection from the Taliban. So to me, that just says it all, right? It says we, we set them up for a fall and we continued that by ensuring their fall. It's you know, I, I just I, I don't think we can imagine what it would be like to be in their situation. We're so far removed from that kind of a threat that I think it's easy for people to disregard it and just say, oh, well, we should be out of there without thinking of the human cost and the human impact of people who are living their lives there. If, if they could even imagine being in their shoes, which I don't think very many Americans can or will take the time to do. 
Well, and here's the other thing, Taya, that I felt like was crazy because I feel like I'm I'm pretty up on things. I read a lot of books. I pay attention to the news. I did not know until this debacle over the last you know 72 hours or so that we hadn't lost a soldier in Afghanistan for 18 months. I did not know that. And so when someone would say something like, oh, we can't still be in these endless wars. Why are we still there? People are thinking of this like it's Vietnam. They're thinking of this like it's World War II. They're thinking of this like it's one of those conflicts where there's thousands of thousands of people that are dying every single day. But all it took was less than 3,000 troops to basically tell the Taliban like, hey, if you want some, we got 3,000 troops ready to go and way more uh, on the way. But I guess the, the big word that keeps coming to mind, Taya, is preventable. Mm-hmm. All of this, all the images, all the horrible images we're seeing, and we're going to be seeing pictures of people beheaded. We're going to see acid thrown on faces. We're going to see the worst things imaginable from the Taliban. And this was so preventable. So talk a little bit about, about kind of what we've done. And again, you don't have to get a, as political as maybe I would want to, but I know you're not normally one to hold back your true feelings. But like the fact that this was so preventable and the the wake that it's going to cause, the negative wake of issues as we move on to the future, what are your thoughts on that? Well, I think there's, so here's a problem. We have these career politicians, right? And they've been in it so long that they almost, I think it's fair to say not even almost, they become so detached from the human element and they're all in this this world stage is dangerous. So you have a career politician in Biden, right? Let's go back to Hillary Clinton. Let's go back to when she said, people die every day, who cares? Like get over it, right? That's total detachment from people who are serving. That's career politics. And now we have Biden who has no experience in war. You know, he wanted to present himself as somebody who was an expert on foreign policy and really knew the world stage. I think what he's proving is that in theory, you can look at it from the outside for a long time. But if you haven't taken time to get to the human element of it, then you don't know what you're doing. And furthermore, you're going to make awful decisions because you're not considering the human element. You know, you can say what you want to about presidents who who sent our troops to war, right? There were reasons and there are a lot of reasons that I'm sure we won't find out for hundreds of years, right? There was Chris, Chris found things overseas that weapons of mass destruction, things like that, that they could never admit. And there were a lot of reasons for that. There's a lot of like a poker game going on behind the scenes between countries, right? So, When you look at it that way, you say a lot of times these career politicians in my mind get to a point where they go, ah, the American people don't know. They're just stupid. They don't know. You know what? We want them out. Pull them out. Who cares? So we lose some people, right? It's not so we lose some people. These are real lives. They are families forever changed for American soldiers, and they are families forever changed and destroyed for generations in Afghanistan. This is not going to be okay for them. Like there's not, there's not a, oh, they just go on, you know, status quo of whatever life has been for them. Absolutely not. If we can, I mean, Americans get so fired up about politics here, right? Mm -hmm. And who's got the right bathroom to use. And with all due respect, I'm not saying those aren't issues for people. They are. What it tells me is that it, it, shows a total ignorance to what some of these real problems are for other people, right? The fact that they're truly under terrorist rule. If we're complaining about things like that, we have no concept about what's going on over there. We have no concept what tyranny would be like, right? What true oppression is like for women. We sit here and we have these rallies and the vagina hats and stuff like that, right? As if women are so oppressed here, Go to a country where they're really oppressed. 
I'm not saying we shouldn't always get better. We should always get better. I, I love that we have freedom to gather, freedom to protest, freedom to speak. I love that we can continue to improve. I'm not one to accept the status quo. At the same time, have some knowledge of the rest of the world and what it's like out there. Right. Yeah, sure. The, a lot of these women over here that are wearing those hats and going to those rallies talking about how they're so oppressed and everyone's like, oh my gosh, you're so brave. I saw a video yesterday of Afghan women without their hijabs on holding up signs, protesting against the Taliban so that they could keep their rights. And, and I couldn't tell how old these women were, but these might be the women you were talking about, Taya, that have lived in a country that's been free since the moment they've been alive. They've, yeah. they've been experiencing a level of freedom that they would have never otherwise known had we not go in, gone in there. And it's, it's, shocking to me. Well, it's shocking that it's not shocking watching how the current administration is acting. You have Joe Biden that has to basically be pulled back from vacation and immediately gets back on the helicopter and leaves afterwards. And they're like shocked that the American people are responding negatively. I'm like, you know, don't contribute to to malice what can be contributed to ignorance. But I'm like, where where was your head at? But, but again, I, I don't want to get off on my own tangent. We only have time for about one more question here. And this is where you have a unique voice in this space because you have been the voice for the voiceless and a lot of ways for gold star families because you are a gold star widow that is the leader of a gold star family and you have a high profile so that you can kind of be a model to other gold star family members so i know veterans are pissed off i know veterans are depressed and i know there's a lot of emotions going on right now with gold star families a lot of which members are listening to this podcast show right now so taya what is your message to these gold star families that have lost their loved ones my message is this they're they're loved ones lives mattered they mattered end of story right it there nobody takes that away from you nobody takes away the nobility the character the love that they put into the world in the military and out of the military they serve their country they're an inspiration to a lot of people things that their families may never know right people will do a good job complaining but they they struggle sometimes communicating the love and the impact that somebody else's life had on them so with that, I say, do not let this erase all of the good that your spouse, your loved one, your son, your father, your husband did. They mattered. And for those people who lived a better life, all of that matters. I, I have this sense that from heaven, we look back and go, whoa, that was the ripple effect of my little life. And all of us have sort of a little life in this world, right? And, you know, in the, in the scheme of eternity, this is just a vapor. And it matters still. So with that, I would say there is so much out of our control, obviously. And we can't decide, we can't change or impact really what the president does. There's going to be consequences. And we live through it, right? We just live through it. That's what we do. But we get to hold on to who our loved one was. We get to hold on to what they did that mattered. And it matters. People want to say that, oh, now that Biden did this, he erases all the good we've done. It will set Afghanistan back for sure, but it doesn't erase all the good that was done. It doesn't. Those lives are forever changed. Well, Tay, I certainly appreciate your perspective and those kind words. Uh, I think that's a great message for a lot of people that are listening to this that are hurting and confused today. Thanks again for coming back on. Thank you for having me.